Imagine building an organization that provides not just for you and your family, but for the families of hundreds more. A brand recognized as a leader in your field. Why is it that some leaders are able to inspire a team and have a profound impact on our world, while others attempt to beat their teams into submission through micromanagement and managers who, regardless of title, are not leaders, costing their business to lose great talents and resources through attrition and toxic culture, ultimately running a great brand right into the ground? There is something else at play here, and we want to know why. It's your brand. Protect it. Protect it from both the outside and inside of your organization. Welcome to Brandology Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Mosier, alongside co-host David Morrow. We explore great leaders, great brands, and the reasons why they succeed. We also take a look at stories of toxic cultures and the fall of some iconic brands. We'll play brand trivia and interview some of the leading entrepreneurs in today's business world. Thanks for joining us today. Welcome to the episode, and please don't forget to subscribe and follow. Let's begin. That's where it all starts and stops, right there. Okay, so let's go ahead and uh, welcome everyone to uh, Brandology Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, David Morrow, and uh, in the studio today is my co-host, Mark Mosher. Mark, how are you, sir? Wonderful today, David. Wonderful. Are you you doing well today? Is today a better day? Today's every day is a good day. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. good. Well, we are very excited and very honored uh, to have uh, some select uh, leaders from the Wrigley Media Group with us today. We're really excited about having you guys, uh, David Bertram, David Cottingham. Welcome. Thank you. Appreciate being here. Great. Yeah, appreciate having us. Thank you. Well, we're very uh, fortunate. You guys are uh, uh, based down in Lexington, obviously have a long storied history with the Wrigley family. Um, I'm from Chicago, grew up a Cubs fan. So, uh, so far, mm-hmm. you've already made my week. So that this is <laughs> this is really exciting. Plus, you guys are shooting like Hollywood movies, Drew Barrymore and things down in Lexington. I'm excited to learn about it and to tell, you know, to find out how it all got started and how you guys are doing it. So um, why don't we start with um, uh, Dave Bertram. Um, can, can you just tell us kind of who you are, what your role is, and then how you came to Wrigley Media, what the mission is, things like that. And then we'll, sure. then we'll move on to um, uh, you, David. We're all called mm-hmm. David, other than I know. Three so of we, we obviously have a... Uh, then there's Mark. So, <laughs> just realized that. Yes. Yeah. No. Thanks, guys. Um, it's really more appropriate for uh, for my friend David, the other David, to give the the deeper history because he's been there. He's the most uh, tenured employee at the company. But uh, I'll kind of give you. I'm I'm one of the not newer, but um, been involved with the company for a long time, but really have been employed by the company now uh, about a year. Um, so, David Bertram. Uh, Chief Revenue Officer, so ultimately uh, try to bring in the, the money and let uh, bring in the clients, and then our, our team creates amazing content, and uh, you know we try to monetize that in multiple ways that we'll get into. Uh, my background's been in the uh, sports and entertainment business. Uh, worked for Host Communications, which you guys may have remembered, uh, which turned into IMG College. Um, so I've been really in the college sports marketing side quite a bit. Uh, and then when IMG acquired us, then got involved in some other things in uh, the entertainment space. So this was a, a natural progression f- 
for me. I've uh, been uh, friends of, of Wrigley. We, we like to say we've got, there's a lot of friends of the company out there and I was a friend of Wrigley for a long time. And, uh, and Jane Hancock uh, uh, is our, our former CEO, recently passed uh, and she and I were, were good friends and we uh, you know talked about working together and did some projects, but ultimately it was just uh, the, the company and the culture that was there. So so cool and the people were great and uh, I, I came over like I said about a year ago uh, as, a, as a consultant and then came on full-time uh, right at the beginning of the year of this calendar year which now with COVID seems it seems like, like a long time ago or yesterday I don't <laughs> yeah. Know. yeah yeah that's great well thank you for that and, and, and we are our, our, our respects go out to um, uh, uh, Jane and her and her family, obviously. Thank you, um, uh, David Cottingham. Tell us about yourself. You've the the most tenured person. You look like you're could be my. Yeah, I got I got to hear about this. We got to yeah, put some time frame. I want to see this. <laughs> yeah, so I get that a lot. You know, I, I do have I do have Asian great genes, man. So, High yeah. five your grandparents. That's great. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, I, I uh, recently in July just began my 20th year with the company. Wow. Um, so uh, the company itself has been around for 27 years. Mm-hmm. And like David said, we've built a lot of relationships and friends over the years. You know, we started off as, we started off as two people. I was the fourth hire uh, back in 2001. Um, and we were strictly a production company. We did nothing but shoot video for companies. Uh, eventually, we got into the editing world and purchased an edit system. You know, it's it's been a it's been a growing company for ever since I've been there. You know, went from seven employees to ten to fifteen to twenty. Now we're at thirty plus employees right now. So I've seen I've seen it all as far as the growth of the company and the different technology that we've adopted and had to you know, get ready for as it was coming out and how did that translate to what we were doing for our clients. Um, it's been a, it's been a great journey. And, and to me, uh, I'm, I feel like we're still just beginning. Um, we got a whole group of really passionate creatives now and, and, and people that know the production world. So uh, it's fun, you know, basically the bottom line is that we, we do a lot of different things, but the, the core of it is we, we create and produce, uh, just content, whatever is needed to show and tell that message, and and you know, be it sell a product or, in, 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 you know, impact a brand, reach customers B two B. I mean, we we there's so many different things that we've done over the years, and we continue to do that, and uh, it's really fun with what we do and, and the people that, that help us with it. Well, I I love it. I my my last company had a production wing, and they had film. They had film uh, uh, camera, like professional camera crews, and they had all the video editing. And I would go back into their caves with all the tools and the software afterward, and you could see all like everything. And it was so interesting, and there was so much creativity. Um, I, I just, I absolutely love it. So I'm, I'm really, uh, uh, I'm very envious of being able to like see you guys grow like that. That's fantastic. That's just, yeah. it's just exciting. Um, so Mark, go ahead. You had a question. Yeah. I'm just curious as we talk to a lot of leaders in the the marketing space and then in, in media and, um, public relations, some of the other ones, 
just curious, how has how has the pandemic affected you guys? Have you have you had to pivot? Have you had to shift to other priorities? What did that look like for you guys? Um, well, I think ultimately, you know, we have, we've got this great. 20,000 square foot facility. I don't mean to brag, but you know, it's <laughs> beautiful facility in Lexington where, you know, and Dave will attest to it too. When you, when you walk into that place, it just screams creativity and everybody in there is we're bouncing ideas off of each other. We're meeting with clients. So right away, you know, in March when we shut everything down and, and put everybody in their homes and we're, we haven't stopped, but we just worked virtually. Right. Um, you know, after a couple months, and I felt like I was just as busy, if not busier, right. um, trying to adopt what we were doing, how we were engaging with our clients, how were we getting projects done, because we still had contracts that we had to fulfill. Um, but in the end, you know, after a couple months, I feel like uh, people are scratching and clawing to get out of their house and get back into the building and work with each other again. Um, you know, it, it has been a, a struggle a little bit with some of our clients had to pause their spending. Um, some of that's coming back up right now, which is great as things start to slowly open back up. Um, you know, Dave can talk a little bit more about the, the revenue side, but I think the, just as a company, we've had to really just adapt virtually. How do we keep our culture together? How do we keep people engaged? How do we keep people working and, you know, fulfilling their responsibilities and still keep that creative mind going? Um, you know, but I think we've done a good job with that. I think people are still engaged and really love what they're doing and really love the company right now. So, um, you know, well, regardless client, of COVID, right, we still need movies. We still need entertainment. We still need brands and, and product yeah. right yeah, now. Right. And, and that, I guess, was leading into one of the questions I had. And that is without naming names, obviously, but is a lot is a bulk of your business for the film industry, something that will come out in the theaters. And so because theaters were shut, that might have interrupted things or is it something else? Like that's what I was just curious about. Yeah, well, that's what I was about to say was real quick is, is, is the, um, you know, some of our client work had to put on hold, but what was really picked up is our network work. Ah, um, yeah. So we're doing a lot of work with uh, ID, uh, uh, Discovery ID right now, HGTV, mm -hmm. A&E. Yeah. So that stuff's still cranking. Right, you know, exactly. And really they helpful. come up and they talk about a creative environments there, right? They're always coming up with new shows, always right. coming up with... with, with we're helping pitch some of those ideas as well. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. exciting. So the, the challenge really there was being able to shoot. Um, right. and we, yeah. we, we were deemed an essential uh, service by the governor right at the onset. So mm -hmm. we could still shoot, you know, of course, COVID protocols and whatnot, which makes it challenging. But in uh, California, you know, Hollywood, New York, mo most major cities with those, those productions were shut down. So yeah. while we still shot, we weren't flying around the country, but we would do local shoots and do things like that. But what was great was being able to repackage existing footage into new products. So this, we've got uh, the show that Dave mentioned we're doing with Discovery ID. Um, if you guys follow the Tiger King phenomenon, who, we, who, uh, unless, unless you, yeah, unless you don't watch TV, you know all about Tiger King, of course. Right. So we've got a show coming out. Uh, what is it? Week from Monday. Yes. Dave, September I think uh, that we did for Discovery ID, and it was most. There was some shooting, but we were able to, you know, freelance that stuff. But ultimately, it was a huge edit job. 
Yeah, um, it's on a you know, major network, and so that you know that's pretty cool. And we just were able to continue, you know, not missing a beat. And our editors, we've got six Avid suites in our facility. Wow. They all went in individually and got what they needed and took it home. So, you know, that's not ideal, but we we we're nimble and we just made it happen. So, uh, a lot of work. You know, now the technology doing what we're doing right now would have been so foreign to I think the four of us a year ago. Yeah. You know, or you didn't like it. I mean, I never like to get on teleconferences, but now it's it's easy. It's just the way, yeah, the way the world works now. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Mark and I are really excited about a special feature we have coming up about the rise and the challenges of this technology transportation company that has literally changed the world. It experienced explosive growth, but had constant controversy making it one of the most fascinating companies to emerge over the past two decades. The firm, which was founded back in 2009, soon grew to become one of the highest valued private startup companies in the world. And yet its leadership, culture, and business practices have all been called into question, and the brand itself has been under seemingly constant attack. Join us as we explore the rise, the challenges of this technology transportation company. We've all used it and the leaders who are now trying to save it today. Join us as we discuss the rise and fall of Uber Technologies. Yeah. Well, that's why I ask because we like to share those success stories as we talk to organizations throughout the Midwest, and you know, there's enough pain and turmoil in the in the world that if we can find somebody that's that's managed to overcome it or work around it or you know smash right through it, that's the things we like to share with our listeners. So I appreciate you guys sharing that with me. We did. We I'll tell you, Mark, if you could add to that, we yeah, our ownership, yeah. our owner, uh, Ms. D. Uh, Wrigley Miller, is just a wonderful lady, and it was an immediate. Uh, initiative for her that we go out and do as much, you know, within reason, pro bono work for nonprofits, um, oh, communicating wow. different messages, to, regardless of what the organizations were, but to go out and help those that were really struggling. So we did a lot of work with a lot of different groups to try to help them during that time, uh, communicate their message. A good example is Lex Arts, uh, mm-hmm. which is the local, the Lexington arts yeah. community, which yeah. just mm-hmm. got hammered, just like every you know arts community in the world probably and so we went out and did some very cool stuff for them uh as an example but but that's really a testament to our ownership and the fact that we stayed busy even if we on something like that we weren't even getting paid but it was important work i'm curious you touched on um on misty and i know her background in in uh equestrian involvement and you guys being in lexington i gotta ask this so do you guys do work with like the horse park or any of the uh the farms out there any of the stables sure go ahead dave absolutely yeah um in fact that's how we came across misd was uh our work at the horse park and some of the associations at the saddlebred association which he's involved in u.s equestrian federation uh so we were doing we, we were doing a lot of work of that in the early 2000s um she got wind of our work and our products and was and she comes from a, a journalist of background as well mm-hmm. um, at Arizona State. Um, so she really gravitated towards us, was really involved in, in, in seeing what we were doing. And, and ultimately she 
wanted to invest in the company um, at that point. So she's been an investor in the company since 2004, I think. Wow. Um, but she was a silent partner all these years. Um, and it wasn't until recently, uh, to towards the end of 2017, where um, she got majority of the company and we, we changed the name. We used to be called Post Time Studios. Right. Um, and we changed this into Wrigley Media Group because of the, the weight of that name and the honor it is to have that name on our, on our, on our shoulders and stuff like that, you know? So, um, she, like Dave said, she's fantastic. She's, she's passionate about our company. She's passionate about this industry. Um, and, and she, she calls the building where we have, where we are, her happy place. She loves oh, coming. Love that. and, See, that's, that's great, great because yeah, David and I are big, big proponents of, um, culture a positive culture and to hear a you know an encouraging story like that where somebody's got so much passion about something that they just they got to be a part of it and then what it leads to and i've got to encourage our listeners too to go to your website um not only is it really really well done um yeah it's like they knew what they were doing when they right but i encourage everybody the really cool <laughs> thing is look at everybody's picture everybody's smiling like a genuine smile and it's it's you can see and david will back me up on this we believe that when you have the right people and you have them in the right seat, doing the right task, it creates a culture that actually really grows a business. So you can grow business from culture. Would you guys, would you buy into that? 100%. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, Mark and I, you know, he and I have so much fun at work together. We, we <laughs> that's why we started a podcast together, right? But we yeah, have so yeah. much fun at work together that like when something happens on a weekend and we had a meeting with a client this past Sunday night starting at 9.30 and it went for two hours and we weren't griping. It wasn't no. like, oh, I'm sorry, yeah. we can't, it's Sunday. It's like, we were like, okay, let's fire it up, let's do it. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, it's just, it's just part of the game. It didn't yeah. feel like work, it's just part of it because we know we'll be goofing around with the Wrigley's in the afternoon. <laughs> so, you know, it's just all part of it. It's just all it part of that 24 hour day anyway. So yeah, yeah that's what, exciting. Um, what are some of the other, I know that you guys have, you cross so many medium platforms. Um, what are some of the maybe projects or initiatives that you guys have coming up as things start to open up a little bit more? Do you have anything you'd like to share anything on the horizon or anything you've got your vision on? Sure. Well, go ahead. I mean, Dave can speak. Obviously, we got to be careful because some sometimes we well, have. Yeah. A lot oh, of yeah, right. No, right. we're just specifically asking what yeah. companies we should invest in. So that's okay. <laughs> right. that's, all, here's a, here's that's all we're asking. Number. Yeah. Here's a phone number. Uh, <laughs> that's all I want. Just, to, just you could just text that to me, and we're done. Yeah. With right. Yeah, we'll be uh, no, I'll, I'll say I'll say one that I, and Dave can talk after. I'll say one that I'm excited about that we haven't really tapped into yet. Yeah. Um, we're both UK University of Kentucky alumni, mm. uh, alumni, and we recently became their preferred vendor uh, earlier this year. Oh, that's exciting, man! That's great. And that's been a you know we've been doing work for UK for over yeah. the years, and I love doing their stuff because I'm passionate about that school. Um, and I've always wanted to just really be more involved in the university. Um, but with COVID, we just haven't been able to do much yet. Sure. They're still trying to figure out how to have school still. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's, that's one that I can't wait to really get into. That's uh, really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. We have, we actually have people from my alma mater. I went to a private liberal arts in Illinois and we actually have them on tomorrow. So oh, I'm, oh, I, nice. I love it. Yeah. So I'm, I, I just, 
uh, I can see how that would really resonate with you. But Dave's got, you know, Dave's got a lot of background with his sports stuff that I know he's been working on. So, yeah, we've, you know, you kind of gravitate towards what you know. And I spent, yeah. gosh, since the late nineties working in college football. So mm. still got a lot of friends there. Um, they need help. Um, you know, just anecdotally spoke to the national football foundation the other day. They, I think this is an interesting story. Their their tagline was, and and it seemed so innocuous six months ago, but it was football matters. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Right? And so, uh, obviously, or not obviously, but you, they rethought that because it looks yeah. like they, now it looks like they're mocking something much, much more important. Right, right. And so they've had to change their tag. Well, that made all of their creative obsolete. And um, they and they need now new collateral. They need new messaging. They get in every t- uh, college broadcast. They get it two PSAs, two two thirty second spots. Sure. As part of the overall college football contracts. Well, they don't have one now because of that. So now oh. whether we're going to help them or not is yet to be determined. Well, I certainly hope we can. But but those are the types of conversations we're having uh, to be able to do that type of work. And and a lot of people. Uh, have had to pivot for multiple reasons because of COVID and because of, you know. Yeah, that's a really good unrest. Yeah, Mm -hmm. boy, that's, that's a really good, that's a really interesting aspect to that because we know why they did that, right? Like they meant well and they meant just because of the passion behind football, but you can totally see the sensitivity that's needed when addressing, uh, you know, uh, social civil um, uh, issues like that. Well, Mark Rick, the coach at Georgia, you know, he he wore a shirt that said "Football Matters." That right after. Mm. Oh, I remember that. Right, I remember that. I remember too. That. Now that you said it, that's exactly. It looked incredibly insensitive, but he wasn't. He threw on a t-shirt. He's probably had oh, for three years. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> was really raked over the coals because. Yeah. Oh, he got. He got. He got it. Yeah. Right. He got so, it. Good. Uh, but what we're doing, we are having those conversations still in the college. We, and we do have some deep roots in the college football space. Back when Post Time and Dave was there and I was a host, they used to produce uh, a syndicated national television program for us um, mm. called The Slant. So that goes back many, many years. And they would do our public service announcements for college football. So we know what we're doing in that space. I mean, that, that would be a very comfortable thing for us to do is, is to do the, that type of work. Yeah, hey, you you were with the NCAA, weren't you? Weren't you like one of the executive directors or the? So uh, that's a longer story that we don't have time for. But so Post Communications had the multimedia rights for the NCAA. Right. Okay. Right. So and there, the NCAA does not control college football like they do college basketball and everything else. So an entity was created called NCAA Football, and then that's what I ran. But it was actually run out of Lexington, but. The NCAA was, of course, part of it, but so was every conference, every the athletic directors, the coaches, and so forth. Got uh, it. Really interesting organization uh, that was primarily funded by the EA Sports video game. Oh, yeah. Really? That went away, so that organization went away right behind it. Again, that's we'll do that on another episode. Oh, yeah, 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 we're, def- we're definitely going to have to have a part two because I got a whole list of questions. Oh, just yeah, just that. Came up, yeah, that just opened up a whole uh, like yeah. forty questions. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. And, I, and I will say I actually starred in one of the PSAs we did. Right? Did you really? Really? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was with this uh, big lineman. Um, that was Matt Liner, wasn't it? 
No, it was uh, it was uh, it was um, oh gosh, Marcus McNeil um, oh, from wow. from LSU. I think he was from. Oh, I can't believe I forgot him. But anyway, he's just he you know he was a seven foot, three hundred pound <laughs> lineman. And yeah. They, and I'm only five nine, you know. So they yeah. wanted to contrast it. So they put a little step ladder out, and I stepped on that, and we were eye to eye, and. You know, you didn't. The camera didn't see that. So every once in a while, they would cut to us, and I would try to flinch. You know, make a flinch. <laughs> and at the very end, they pull back, and you see me on this ladder, and he Love pushes it. me off the ladder. You know, so, <laughs> that's you know, great. We totally filmed it as just a joke, but they ended up cutting it into the spot, and NCAA football loved it, so they actually ran it um, all over the country. That's, that's fantastic. Cool. That's I didn't get any royalties for that, by the way. No, didn't know. Yeah. Got nothing in the mail on that one. <laughs> huh. I kept we'll sending checks, man. Yeah, we'll yeah. have to, well, we'll have to address it. that. Yeah, we'll have to, you know. Um, so let, let me ask you this, and then we can take a take a, 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 a turn and do a little brand culture trivia. But um, let me let me ask you this question. What's for, for, for Wrigley Media Group, what's your – What's your, you know, thinking of Jim Collins, the business, you know, leader, the author of all those books, what's your BHAG? What's your big, hairy, audacious goal, like for, for, for Wrigley Media? Like, meaning time and money aren't an obstacle. What, mm-hmm. like, what is your outrageous goal that you guys want to do? I would say that, the, you know, we are a pretty much a B2B brand. But I would like to be B to C recognized, like a wow. Warner Brothers, like a um, Turner Broadcasting, like and just be not big to be big, but do do it right and do it really really well, and then the big that the growth just happens. But then people just are like, we want really. I mean, I I, I think Dave will certainly agree with this. I mean, this is very audacious, but people to think of Wrigley Media just like they think of Wrigley Gum. Mm, exactly. Right. Well, you that's know? why that's why I'm asking because of all people to ask, of all groups to ask, yeah, the Wrigley Media Group is one that could have a big hair audacious goal, and that could happen. It probably hit it. Yeah, like, that oh, can really? happen. Yeah, and I think that goes back to when you asked what type of big projects we're working on, and not to be, we're not trying to be, you know, tell you everything, but. But I think what's uh, really get in the weeds a little bit with us is, you know, we started off, as Dave said, production, right? Mm-hmm. So it was more of if someone needed production, they came to us. Then as we've evolved, we've gone out and been more of a outbound selling organization trying to go drum up business. And, but that was still mostly client focused. But now we've hired people that have background in television, network television, movies, and so forth. So at the end of the day, we're always building content, creating content, but it's really where that content, what's its purpose and where does it live, which we're good at all of those different verticals. But I think what's going to be interesting as we grow, you know, there's a finite amount of, of business in Lexington, Central Kentucky, Kentucky, the, you know, 150 mile radius. So our goal is to be certainly coast to coast, if not North America and beyond. Um, but I think it's what I think it's going to be interesting in two, three, four, five years. What portion of our business is client work, is network work, is feature film work, and who knows what the future holds? Digital work and on and on and on. Because right now it's still uh, you know heavily client work. 
Mm-hmm. That's exciting. It seems like a natural progression too. At some point, right? That that's just the way it moves. Totally, totally. And and I think and I commend you know Misty, Jane, Dave for really having the the, the vision to bring in these people. I mean, we've got people that have amazing resumes from we just we just brought in uh, Forrest Erickson from Hulu from LA you know you know we all know this part of the world is a great place to live whether it's Indianapolis or Louisville or Lexington or whatever I mean people are wanting out of those bigger cities not just because of the the current climate of the the things going on but even prior to that you know you get to a certain age you're like man I am just Exactly. Well, that's that's true. But but if you can do what you can do in those cities there and here, then that's that's. I mean, it's like it's like what Nashville's done, right? Nashville has made music industry right there in Nashville. I had this conversation the other day. I think it's drive try and drive through Nashville. Like it's like I'm living. It's like I'm back in Chicago. It's unbelievable. It's like a two hour two hour commute. It, it, if we were located in Nashville, I don't know it, as it would be as um, unique because of Nashville's growth of their entertainment, you know, right. yeah, enormous. And I, I just I think that would be like, oh, cool. There's another really cool studio and right. cool name, whatever. But you do it here, and it's a great point. It's, it's very unique, and that's and a great we do, point. We're covering a different geographic footprint to a degree in the localized stuff um but but i don't i can't emphasize enough we want to do business with we'll do business with italian companies you know with yeah. the way technology is and the way we can put it all together be careful it doesn't matter yeah that's uh yeah ask dave about him and his family you'll understand why yeah, to be careful, be careful about about Italian guys. <laughs> no that's I'll just, just i'll just say that uh because i because Bertram gave a great answer there, I feel like. Uh, I will just say, just on top of that, I think the, you know, in the end, what would be great is if we were, if we're, you know, we're taking those steps to become that um, next Wrigley company with that that brand. I, I think a lot of it has to do with creating our own content as well. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, you know, we need, we need, you know, we need to pitch ideas and get funding for stuff like that, either be it a network or, or a sponsor or stuff like that. But at some point, you know, which we're getting there, we're, we're building up enough of a war chest and some clients uh, or some uh, some creative ideas where we can start producing our own stuff and really getting it out there. I mean, I got into this business more on the independent film world and acting and stuff like that. So, um, man, if we can produce our, mo- our own movie, own Tiger King. Yeah, exactly. You know, you. we helped. You know, we did help a little bit with the Drew Barrymore movie, and we're very proud of that. But let's do our own Drew Barrymore movie. You know, and right, yeah, right. yeah. I'd love to see that. I love to bring that. You know, when and this again, it's another podcast with the whole film incentive <laughs> with Kentucky and that whole industry that we that was here and then it wasn't, and we're really shepherding that. We've been shepherding that over the last couple of years, trying to get that incentive back to bring Well, that's why Jim back. Collins has that BHAG, and that's why we have it as part of our strategic planning. That's why we talk about it on this podcast, because if you don't really think that far mm-hmm. out, right, then really we don't necessarily even know why we're going the direction that we're going, right? Yeah. You, I mean, it's, it's you know, um, you've got to have that in mind because, you know, lo and behold you know by god you might reach it you know what i mean and then you, and then you better keep thinking of the next thing because as you as you get close to that 
it's gonna it, it'll look different than what what we plan on as we sit here today but you know right. something like that will happen in our lifetime and then you got to think where where do we go next so mm-hmm. hey, just yeah. remember that you were on brandology when that happens right. Right. <laughs> yeah. hey, along those lines since you since you guys have asked the question too and dave we ought to use this opportunity what an exciting thing we've been working on for a while and we've like dave said we've got a war chest and stuff but we've got one right now that we're doing with vanilla ice and really, they, uh, really? yeah he's a yeah. big motorhead guy so oh, yeah yeah and uh, we've got a show that we've been pitching uh, called Mythical Rides, where there's very unique automobiles that people are dying to try to find. And so, and then he will, it'll be his journey to go find that car. Oh, that's uh, cool. Uh, yeah. I'd watch that. I know a ton of people I, that would watch that. So hopefully the millions of people watching us right now, someone's going to say, hey, we want to sponsor that. So we're, yes. we're love we've that. got that in the market right now. I love that. That's, that's, that's why he's idea. the chief revenue officer. <laughs> that is why. That's right. That's right. That is that's the right guy for the right seat. That's, that's right. right. See, yeah, that's the on. right culture right there, man. All right. So now I think it's time we pivot and we do a little brand culture trivia. So we're going to do the intro right now, and then we're going to come back, and we will start with question one. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, everyone, to Brand Culture Trivia, where the points don't matter, but the brand does. In this segment, we play a trivia game against our guests. I'm your host, Mark Mosier, along with my co-host, David Morrow. David, tell us about the rules and the awesome prizes. Absolutely. The rules are as follows. You get to guess as fast as you can. You get as many answers as you want, and the first one to give the right answer wins a point. The first contestant to three points wins the game. What do you get if you win? Glad you asked. You get 14,684 Brandology bucks. What is that worth? Those are absolutely worthless. But we might send you a sticker for playing. So let's get started with brand culture trivia. David, why don't you spin the wheel of trivia and see what our first question is? All right, here I go. It is a heavy, heavy wheel. Okay, so welcome back, and we are about to play Brand Culture Trivia. David, are you ready? I am ready. David, are you ready? (laughs) Covered two-thirds of the audience with that. Mark, are you ready? (laughs) Okay. All right, so now this is really going to be unfair. I should ask them like a Wrigley question. Um, But that that would really be unfair. So, all right, I'm going to mention a company slogan, and you guys are going to guess the brand or product name. Okay, for example, like... Just do it would be Nike, right? Obviously, right. something like that. Okay. All right. Let's see what we have. What do we have here? Ah, shave time, shave money. Dollar Shave Club? Yeah. Wow, wow. Nice. I thought you developed a list. I thought you said save time, save money. What in the world? Really? A lisp, right? Yeah, well, I don't, it like, could be spontaneous. I don't know. 100 hours a week, I've never had a lisp. <laughs> shave time, shave money. And you know what's worse, Mark, is we had that question before, and you got it wrong. Uh, oh, wait, wait. You can't repeat, be repeating questions. I thought I would give them a little bit. You guys are in the industry. I figured I would give them a little bit. Of <laughs> got it. Okay, okay. Still I got it, it wrong. 
Okay, David C. has one point. First one to three wins all of the Brandology Bucks. Are we? Are me and Bartram on a team? Or? Oh, no. Oh, it's individual. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, no, the way we do our accounting, the Brandology accountants have all of the funds that are wired transferred to individual accounts. Over okay. State. So I just want just want you guys to, to know it's every every person for the for themselves. Got it. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, this is a good one. All for freedom, freedom for all. Uh. Company. What brand or company? All for freedom, freedom for all. Probably insurance. Bank of America. Nope. Um, I think I got them stumped. Great American Insurance Company. Freedom Life Insurance. Think, yeah, anything with the word America in it. <laughs> freedom Life Insurance. No. Ooh, that's a good one. All for freedom, freedom for all. Oh my gosh! Is this a company or a political thing here? What? what no, it's a company. What are, we, what are we doing? It's a it's a mode of transportation. There's a hint. Oh. Uh, Tesla. No. Yep. Close though. That was a good one. Uh, Greyhound. No. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold that one. <laughs> I'm gonna hold it. I'm gonna put it in the shelf over here, in my studio in the uh, World Studios, Global Studios, Brandology. Okay. I had not heard that one. The okay. answer I is, I had never heard that one. That's why I gave it to you guys, because I figured it was on, because you guys probably would know it. Harley Davidson. Oh, oh, really? All for freedom, freedom for all. Wow. wow. So, Mark, I mean, we've had a couple guests on here that have blown Mark away, and literally, <laughs> like, within one minute, they got all three. And I'm like, oh, I'm running out of time now. Like, I had, like, <laughs> I, we had to come up with other questions. That's a really tough one. All That's for freedom, one. freedom for all, Harley Davidson. Okay, we're going to keep going. Um, okay. Belong anywhere. Man, these are hard. Belong anywhere? Belong anywhere. Diners Club. No. You, it's this, Diners Club. It's <laughs> Diners 1950. Club. Nobody uses uh, Diners Club anymore, dude. Belong anywhere. Winnebago. Like a card thing or something. Winnebago. Nope. Good answers, though. Good answers. It's not like Citibank? No. Belong anywhere. Holiday Inn? Ooh. Nope. Close. Hilton? Hilton. Yeah, I was going to go Hilton Rewards. Choice Hotels? Belong anywhere. Radisson? So close. Uh, Marriott. Hyatt? Marriott. Hotel Six. Best Western Days In. <laughs> I think we've covered all of them. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold that one, too. Airbnb. Oh, wow. Isn't that? These are good ones. Okay. Yeah. These are oh, tough. Man. I'm going to highlight those. <laughs> that was some tough stuff right there. All right. I think this one, this one should be, this one should be better. Okay. David Bertram will probably get this one. Real quick. Is it in you? Gatorade. Yep. Boom. Knew <laughs> that would happen. It is one to one. It is one to one. All right. Is it in you, Gatorade? That is true. All right. Uh, okay. Um, oh, that one probably is. Oh, yeah, this would be an issue. All the news that's fit to print. USA Today. 
Nope. Uh, New York Times. Yes. Post. Was that David Bertram? Times. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. David B with two. David C with one. This is the time where I like to point out obvious math to Mark. Mark, if you had a hundred thousand times as many points as you have right now, they'd still be beating you. <laughs> Mark has zero, and David B has two, and David C has one. Okay. Let's keep going. Um. Ooh. Okay, okay. Okay, remember this one. This is interesting. Impossible is nothing. BMW? GoPro? Nope. Lexus? Nope, these are all good answers. I gotta tell you, I didn't even know this. Uh, impossible is nothing. Impossible is nothing. Um, North, Fa- North Face. Nope, those are all good answers. Columbia. Similar, but no. Impossible is nothing. Under North Armour? Face. Nope, not Under Armour, not North Face. Jeep? Nope, that's a Garmin. good guess. Garmin. Garmin. Nope, that's a good guess. Point. Oh, Point. Wow. No, you don't get a point for that, dude. It's a good guess. Um, is, is Garmin still a thing? I don't know. Mark still uses Diners Club. No, I, I, I got Diners Club and Garmin. I'm aging myself really uh, quick. It's not Samsung or no. LG? It's close. Possible is nothing. Is that it? Yep. All right. I'm going to shelve that one. Yeah. It is Adidas. Gee, uh, what? Really? I'm telling you. That's why I thought Mr. Bertram would have that one. Man, really? Well, they need to, they're not doing a very good job of that. I was going to say, that's really bad marketing if none of us on here knew that. I went there. I said Under Armour. I should have kept going on that. Oh, no. All right. Here's a pretty, this one should wrap it up. Don't leave home without it. American Express. Express. Marlboro. It's over. This game's over. Mr. Bertram, now, I mean, look. Thanks for the softball. Chief Revenue Officer got American Express. That's yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The other David, I probably should have like had one that was a little bit more okay. fair. But okay. uh, but yeah, I think he's the you know he's 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 the revenue guy. So we had to, <laughs> we had to kind of let him. Out. I want my sixteen thousand. Yes, you you're <laughs> not just sixteen thousand sixteen thousand eight hundred and sixty four brandology bucks. It is pretty exciting. We have we have things. There are things like we have like cups. We have I mean we brand things. We do all the different colors, trademark thing, podcast. We have the top of the line stuff around here. Okay. okay. So what I didn't right. tell you is that, is that is that is one of only two in production. So that is one of a few that we have in production. <laughs> Don't be giving away the goods there, Mosher. That the free one that the guys will send you to get you to buy the bulk. Yep. Yes, yep. exactly. We'll send you this one if you sign up for four thousand. So okay, let's get back to the episode. Congratulations, Mr. Thank Bertram. You. Game well played. That was I will say I found some that are pretty tough. Yeah. So I yeah. like it. See, I don't mind using some of the same tougher questions again because then I can test the guests to see if they've even listened to one single episode before they get on. Because <laughs> if they have, then they would know the answers. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mark, do you have a question or should I fire off one? 
Yeah, go ahead. Well, so here I wanted to ask you about the culture there. You guys have talked about, I mean, obviously it's exciting work, it's creative work. And when you get to work anything for clients or for a cool brand or for something involving like Drew Barrymore or, you know, Hollywood comes to town, obviously that's exciting. But you've talked about um, uh, Miss D and the culture that she, the leadership that she espouses. And you've been there for, you know, decades, David C. So Mm -hmm. what can you explain about the culture there um, and, and things that our listeners can, can gain from that. Well, you know, a, a lot of people, a lot of people do question, you know, whenever I tell them that I've been there that long is what's kept me there. And, you know, how, how surprised that I'm, you know, I look this young, you know, not that I am young, but I, I do look a little young, uh, but I think the, you know, what what's really, what really drew me there, in the beginning, um, and, and it really translates to what production is, to be honest. Um, with production, you have to, you cannot do production by yourself. You have to have a team of people, and you have to have a team of people that are really passionate about what you're, what you're doing and what you're creating together. Um, because in this business, it's, it's very easy to um, see the people or find the people that aren't doing their job right right you, you stand out you know so um the family you know and with that becomes this family you become this family of people that are like-minded that are um you know looking out for each other because there's always going to be a time when um something needs to get done that 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 to go that extra mile and push people because you know as dave dave could attest you know with this tiger king thing i mean it was all kinds of hours that you had to put it into this thing. Um, but you know, this culture that we've created at Wrigley, um, and, and through my years there has always been that, that family aspect of it, that we're all here in this together. We're, we're all passionate about this together and, you know, keeping that light hearted work environment is really key is not really pushing people, um, with so much administration and all this stuff. It's really, we, we, uh, at least I remember I was able to manage myself and I think that's how you really drive people is you give them a sense of responsibility for their job and let them grow into it, let them get better at it and give them the tools and the opportunities to really learn about their craft. And, and that's how they get better at who they are and what they do. And we've always been that kind of a company where we, we want people to grow with us and we want to help people grow into, into their jobs. And, um, and that's really what happened to me, right? I started out as a production person pulling cable and just helping set up lights. And, and I got behind the camera, learned how to shoot. I got in front of an edit suite, learned how to edit. Um, and that's how I got to be where I'm at now because I, so, I learned, I know so much about the business of it that it just was a natural fit to become one of the managers, you know, and, and help help grow it. So um, that's that's the culture we are. We want people to keep growing and um, and have fun doing it. That's, so per- that's really good. So personal that's- growth a- a- yeah. as well. Absolutely. Oh gosh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I am, I am who I am today mainly because of where I've worked. I mean, I, I've yep. half my, over half my almost half my life. I wouldn't say over, but half almost half my life I've been in this company. So, um, it, it's really shaped who I am and how I how I go about my personal life. You know, with with that same attitude. 
Now that's that's, that's wonderful you, to hear. You touched on a couple really key things that that David and I is kind of another one of our foundational beliefs, and that is that people can lead from any seat, right? It's not leadership is not a, a name on the name tag or a not name a on the door. It's not a title. Um, and that if you cultivate that and you let that happen in the right spaces and under the right circumstances that yeah a, an organization can just grow exponentially like look you're a perfect example david sees he said i started out pulling cables and now you're part of the leadership team and you're there because you still love it so mm -hmm. i think that speaks volumes about you guys and what you're doing there i appreciate you sharing that well i mean we, when we when I, I remember when i was interviewing mark i had interviewed about over 30 people for the position because it's such an instrumental position for me in our organization. We do IT security and things. And, and I needed somebody that people just can talk to genuinely because there's an aspect of what we do that involves sales. And I don't want people that are too salesy, right? Because nobody, I don't believe anybody likes to be sold anything. Right? I think they want to trust people. They want to gain value from them. When they gain value, then, then they feel comfortable doing business with them. Right. And, that's, and, and I just remember I had interviewed like 30, over 30 people, and they're all kind of blended in. And I remember I accidentally, accidentally took the elevator down <laughs> with him. And by the end of the elevator ride, there was an African-American woman and a little, little old lady and both of them, he had them laughing and feeling so good about themselves. He didn't even see me in the elevator. I was like two people back. And afterward, he had them feeling so good. They were like, bless your, bless your heart, son. Bless your heart, son. <laughs> if and you remember, and I, I got a chocolate chip out. cookie recipe out of it. <laughs> yeah, I walked out going, that's my guy. I'm like, that's the guy. I forgot I'm about cool. that. That's, that's the cool. guy. Yeah, because yeah. it's those things. Like he answered, like he had the same technical background that everybody else did. He had, you know what I mean? After a while, the skill sets are the same. You're looking for somebody who's gonna, who's gonna make other people feel comfortable and feel, you know, to be trusted. And uh, yeah, that's a wonderful thing. And one thing that we believe in is is professional development, right? Yeah. Personal and professional development, right? We promote that with our engineers. It's a big part of our culture. I mean, if, if somebody really wants to go and become this type of professional, right, just we'll give you the time off. We'll help pay for the education. We'll help pay for the training. We want somebody to do this. We just want to make sure we're hiring the right people that are passionate enough to want to do it, right? right? Like half the time, people don't want to get off the couch. Yeah. Like half the time, they just want to consume, Right. Yeah, I'll tell you this quick story because it really sums up yeah. most of our team. Is, um, you know, we were interviewing uh, back in 2015. We were interviewing for a new production person, and we had several come through and walk through our building. And this is before our, our new building. Um, I remember we, we narrowed it down to, um, I don't know, four or five people. And one of the ones that was, was uh, higher or um, in that pool, we didn't even tell him yet, but we were sitting, I remember sitting in my office and literally he comes through the door and just says, Hey, do you mind if I just talk to you for a little bit? And we're like, yeah, sure. And he was actually with our lead production guy. He sat down and we just talked and I thought, wow, what an effort. This guy really wants to be here. He's got skills cause I've seen his reel. Right. But 
he's the only one that made any kind of initiative like that. And um, and I'm speaking about Anthony Bertram. And I said, this is this is my guy, man. He's the guy. Yeah. He, he's here. He wants to learn. He wants to get better. And and where he is five years later, he is phenomenal. The guy yeah. studies and learns and, and and does exactly what you said. Can I can I get this course? Can I go to this? the seminar and learn this and learn that. And that's what it takes to stay in this business is mm-hmm. keep getting better at it. Yeah. The yeah. one thing we'll guarantee is change, right? Yeah. The one thing that's coming is change, right? Okay. And we've seen it now more than in the last, you know, 90 days, seems like the last 90 years, but I mean, we've seen so much change. Mm-hmm. So um, how are you guys, are you guys back in your offices yet? No. Not yet. Well, not 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 one hundred percent full time, but if we need to go in, we can. But we've got to stay under fifty percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you're downtown. You're in the. We're not downtown. We're a little bit out, just not uh, outside of New Circle Road. But yeah, oh, okay. So okay, gotcha. Close enough. But yeah. But we we fifty percent. We don't. You know, we really don't have a lot of walk-in clientele. So it's yeah. We, we what we've really learned, like so many others, is we can really be very effective from home. So, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. I, I don't need to run in there. I, I don't want to be in there until everybody's back. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I can sit here in my guest room with my cool with uh, your family my room. background. background. Uh, but, you know, it, it just doesn't matter, particularly for what I do. You know, I don't have to be there. Yeah. Um, but there are those that, you know, if you're shooting something, you, uh, clearly you have to be there. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, I mean, I think part of the, the fun of being there, well, 100% of the fun of being there is being around the other people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You need that, that personal, that human contact sometimes, that interaction, especially in a, such a creative environment as you guys, right? You kind of probably just gain from that energy just being around each other and bouncing ideas off each other and just conversations. So, well, yeah, when it opens back up, um, I'm going to come down. I'll buy you guys lunch. I want a tour of the studio. Oh, I want to see the Oh, so. yeah. Well, and we're not done. We're going to have a second. We're yeah, we're going to have to do a part two. We're going to have a part two of this anyway. <laughs> I don't know whether you guys, are, we'll probably have to pay them next time to be. <laughs> oh, That's no. okay. We're going to do that. 16864 All right. We will, we will pay you. We will double the amount. <laughs> we'll du- yeah, double up. <laughs> in the trivia game is what we'll do. Nice. Perfect. That's great. Well, yeah, I want to thank you guys both for being here. That is, yeah, yeah we we've, we've learned so much, and uh, and I'm sure that our listeners will 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 gain an awful lot from this. Yeah, well, yeah, thank, thank you. you. You guys thank are great. You guys are we welcome. wish you just we we are going to watch Wrigley Media blossom over the next several years, and but we'll talk to you in between then anyway. So, but um, we we're just really excited for you guys. You guys, thank are, you. you guys are part of something great. So that's thank what it's all about. That's yeah. great. You're welcome anytime. So if you're ever ever in I town, I love Lexington. Come. So that's yeah. fine. I'm going to take you up on that. I absolutely yeah, love do. it down there. So it's uh, it's. I always feel like I'm on vacation whenever I'm there. It's all the horse farms and it's what everybody think when they think of Kentucky. It's exactly what people outside of Kentucky think of Kentucky. When you drive into Lexington, you're like, this is what I've always, you know, this is this right. is what I've always pictured. It's so beautiful. So, right. Well, thank you guys both so much. We wish you guys the very best. Okay? Okay. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Mark, thank you very much for your time, my friend. Wish you guys all the very best. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. See ya. Mark and I want to take a moment and thank 
everyone that listens and subscribes to our podcast. It means a lot. We're truly trying to make this one that we ourselves would find interesting and find entertaining. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or ideas for subjects, great brands that have risen and fallen, great case studies, or fantastic guests that you'd like to see, please reach out to us. Brandology Podcast Staff at gmail.com. That's Brandology Podcast Staff at gmail.com. Hey, David, that was another great episode. We tend to post one or two a week. Uh, unfortunately, don't really have a way of wrapping this up. No, uh, no, we really don't have anything formal or fancy or technological. Um, thank you for listening. Please follow and subscribe. Turn notifications on so that when we post the next episode, you will be notified of the new content. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate it. Everyone, thanks for listening. <laughs>